Hey there, thanks for joining me. All right, yeah, a little housekeeping before we get started here. You know, someone commented for me to take my sunglasses off. And, you know, if I listen to every random person on the internet, probably be eating Tide Pods by now. Or, you know, drying myself off in a fucking dryer after I take a shower. So uh, that's going to be a no for me, dog. Um, the glasses stay. Glasses stay. There are going to be some episodes when, when I keep them on. It's going to be some episodes when I take them off. You know, and uh, especially on sleepless nights like I had last night, the glasses are going to stay on today. All right. Um, you know, actually, if I take my sunglasses off today, I'll probably get banned. I have the uh, what some would call the eyes for radio. You know, so just uh, just keep that in mind. Um, if you'd like to watch this episode on YouTube, you can do so by, you know, well, going to YouTube. Um, I'll post the link in the description. Uh, I have a new studio I'll be recording in shortly. thought I was going to do it today, but, you know, it's uh, someone's in there. So we'll do it in the OG spot. And a friend once told me, fake it till you make it, which is ironic because that's the exact reason why we broke up. You know, it's like after a while, you know, when you catch on to a fake orgasm, it just seems like it's unethical at that point. And quite frankly, it's, it was fucking annoying. So here we are. Uh, live. This is a live podcast. Uh, there's no edits, so if you see me freeze or look like I'm having a stroke or trying to catch my physical body because I drank too much coffee, uh, we're going to keep it running. Just give me a second. I'll, I'll, I'll find myself. I'll find my voice. And um, there, is, there is something different in that Starbucks coffee. There may be traces of cocaine because whenever I drink that shit, I am just out of my mind. It's ludicrous. Uh, the plan is to make this a weekly podcast released every Monday, except for today, of course, uh, releasing this one on uh, Thursday night, recording it Thursday morning. It's going to be released at night and then moving forward every Monday, every Monday. We'll see how it goes from there. All right. Uh, if you'd like to join the conversation, you can do so by submitting your questions to the curiosity chamber at gmail.com. All questions, all stories, all sexes, insults, compliments. Fuck, you can tell me what you had ordered at KFC at 2 a.m. after uh, an absolute abusive night at the club. You can, you can send me that, and we don't discriminate here. So I look forward to seeing those. All right? I think that's all the housekeeping. So without further ado, let's get into the show, huh? And for those that are just listening, I just took a swig of water. I'm not having a stroke quite yet. <clears throat> so you know that, um, you know as well that I, as well as I know that relationships are different, right? Every family is completely different. You know, the shoe doesn't fit for everyone, as they say. Um, it may be impossible for you to co-parent because, let's say, for example, you walked in on your baby mama getting you know absolutely jackhammered. By the seven dwarfs, you know, or the baby daddy. Maybe the baby daddy was getting plowed by the cast of Sesame Street. You know, that Oscar's a real fucking savage. He'll toss your garbage properly. You know, and um, you know, shit, maybe you met your baby mama or your baby daddy at the club and the only time you saw them when the lights were off. And just so happened to be one special night, the fire alarm started ringing off and, you know, they had to turn the lights on. You saw your baby mama, baby daddy's face, and you're like, fuck, this is not going to work. 
You know, look like a, a goddamn cast member from Botched. No, that shit happens. That shit happens. I get it. And what I'm trying to say is that everyone, everyone has their own story. Okay, so let's just keep that in mind. All right. And um, the important thing to, to keep on the, you know, in the front of your mind is that hurt people hurt people. Right. So it's like we, we want to try to break the cycle of, you know, having kids living in dysfunctional environments and dysfunctional homes, you know, because they're going to be hurt if that's the case. And we're not sure when it's going to surface from like all that hurt that's been led into their life. We're not sure when it's going to happen and we're not sure how it's going to happen, but we can understand that it's going to happen at some point. So we want to try to mitigate that as much as possible. Right. So I guess like, where should we start? We should probably start with diving into my divorce story. Right. So I got divorced officially at the end of 2018. Now, some of you ladies, some of you lady boys are checking your calendars to make sure everything checks out. See if I wasn't on some sketchy shit. And, you know, well, the joke's on you because I don't have sex. So, and that, that joke probably hit home for a lot of you. It's probably a lot of uh, sexless bitches in this place right now. And uh, you're welcome here with open arms. You're welcome here with open arms in a non-sexual way. You know, we get our, our crotch zippers zip tight. You can come in for a hug. You know, none of that shit's going on here. Um, 2018 is when I was divorced and I moved out probably a few months before that. And my kid was around two years old when all this went down. Um, what's the backstory? What happened? What went wrong? Before I was divorced, uh, I was happily engaged. Uh, my ex-wife, her dad and my dad were best friends and we had a lot in common. Seemed like a good match. You know, like our families could hang out and we had so much in common. We loved running. We loved, you know, being athletic, healthy diets. We were both funny. Her her dad is probably like the funniest person I know besides my dad. They're just like two peas in a pot. So it was, it was really fun. We're both quirky. Um, You know, we rushed into marriage. I think it was maybe like eight or nine months in. I decided to propose to her, and um, it was a cute way. You want me to dive into that? Fuck it. Let's, I'll dive into that. So uh, I set up a scavenger hunt at a park, you know, and it's hilarious because I'm not even allowed at parks anymore, and that's a joke. That was a bad joke. Um, I set up a, a scavenger hunt at the park, and she had to, like, look for these index cards leading her to the next clue, and then the final clue led to a ring, you know, and she was excited. And the reason for the park is because we would always spend time there at night and just talk and, you know, just hang out. It's cool. It was nice. It's just us two. And that was our spot. So that's why I did that. I have some romance in me. I have some romance. You know, I can be a, whew, I can be a firecracker sometimes, but, um, you know, we had a kid fairly quick too. I think it wasn't even, yeah, we, so we got married and then we went on our, on our honeymoon, and we got pregnant on our honeymoon, like right away in Hawaii. So we had a kid within the first fucking year after being married. So that's really quick, you know. 
And what happened, maybe this is common, uh, a common place for most people, but after we had our kid, things started to get rocky, you know, real rocky. I felt that, and this is me, maybe I have some narcissistic tendencies or some, you know, selfish tendencies. Um, once, once Julian came out, you know, I felt like the, the sole focus was on him, you know, and obviously as it should be, but like, I'm not used to that, that, that hurt me. You know, I, I felt like I was put on the back burner and none of my needs were being met. And I'm sure she felt that way too, that I wasn't keeping my end of the bargain. But you know what that means is just like a rocky, rocky foundation. When you have a kid and you've only been married for a year, you've been dating for eight months. So total here is two years. And now you already have a rocky foundation. It's probably not going to work out, you know? And a lot of times we hear like... Yeah, you know, having a kid will make it will make things seem like a family, right? And not necessarily it's going to make things easier, but it's going to make you feel more together, more whole. And it's this weird dynamic because you'll never be ready to have a kid. So all this planning to have a kid I mean, does it really work? I don't know. I don't think so. There's no fucking handbook on to like what. Ex- I mean, there are handbooks, but they're full of shit. You know, you really don't know what type of kid you're going to get. You really don't know until you start going hands on. And, you know, so after having a kid, I'm sure this caused like so much resentment because I wasn't doing my half and I felt like I was being neglected and she wasn't giving me the attention that I needed. You know, and it seemed like in a weird way, it seemed like she loved our baby way more than she loved me. It's just it's a complete turn. It's a complete 180 because you're so used to having your time with your baby daddy your baby mama like it's all about you and things are really good and then the snap of a finger when that baby pops out in most cases for and i'm speaking solely for guys here that all of a sudden it just stops and it's not about your relationship anymore like everything becomes about the baby and that's that's hard to grasp i don't think i don't think many books or many experiences you hear talk about that So I'm here to tell you that and, you know, do what you will to try to mitigate that, you know, and I know it's just, it's not about the guys. It's a, it's a 50, 50 relationship here. Um, guys, you got to meet your, your baby mama halfway. You got to step up and you got to, you know, let them lay down, let them sleep, let them get those Z's in. That's important. Like mental health when you have a kid is so fucking important. You know, so it's not all about you, you know, and it's easier. It's easier in retrospect always, right? Because I've already lived it. I've already fucked it up, right? So I can hopefully share my story and and tell you some things that might help you be successful in raising a kid with someone you love, someone that you've had a baby with. You know, and those are, that's the main thing that sticks out, you know, is keeping up with your half, 
communication is fucking huge. I know a lot of times when there's that, there's like this weird energy. Like when you're, when you're fighting with your, your significant other, there's just that weird energy. Sometimes everyone has a different way of, of coping with it. Some people go silent like me. Like I don't communicate at all. Fucking probably the worst thing you can do is not talk at all. Some people lash out. That's a dangerous one too. But you know what I would say to that is use therapy. Have a third party come in and intervene. I mean, if you're not able to communicate with your significant other in a healthy manner, there's zero chance it's going to work. Zero chance. Because by the end of you know a month, you're going to fucking hate each other. You're going to despise each other. You don't even want them in the house. And then everything you see them do turns into a turnoff. You know, some, some things that you thought were cute that they were doing is fucking the most annoying thing and you can't even handle it. All because of lack of communication. You're not on the same page at all. And now you start picking and finding what you don't like about this person. That's a very scary place to be. Do not find yourself in that place. And it can all be mitigated. I shouldn't say all of it, most of it. You'll get an understanding if you bring in a third party. So there's, you take turns talking instead of arguing over each other. You know, so the baby mama speaks. And then before, before the baby daddy interjects or starts getting mad or screaming or vice versa, there's a third party there to be like, okay, I understand. And then, you know, kind of, um, kind of translate it back to the to the baby daddy or baby mama and then give them a turn to speak you know so now you're working together having a proactive conversation i think that's probably the healthiest way sometimes we sometimes two people just can't have a conversation you have to bring in that third party so each person gets their dedicated time to share how they really feel cuz let's let's face it when you live with someone for a long time or you've been with them, you know the buttons to push that drives them fucking insane. And you will do that. You will do that to stop them in their tracks and have them retreat. It's, it's just what it is. I don't know. It's, it's a defense mechanism. You know, so my advice it would be to bring in a third party sooner than later. You know? And sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you'll have to face the reality that you're not compatible. You're just not compatible. And that's okay because you can still make it work. You can still make co-parenting work. Um, went off on a tangent there. I'm sorry. Let me try to figure out where I was. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, so when there was that resentment, like, my ex-wife started feeling resentment toward me because I wasn't putting in my half. You know, I admit that I was not. I wasn't. And um, that's when I started amping up opioids to basically cope with being in this stage of limbo. Like, no, okay, well, you know, it's just her and my kid. Like, what the fuck am I even doing here? You know, that's just how I felt at the time. Like, it's pointless. Like, she spends all the time with him. No one cares about me. And again, like this is a a real problem that I didn't know I had with we, either it's 
like main character syndrome, or maybe it's because I was the youngest born and I like having people pay attention. Maybe I wasn't paid attention enough to. I don't think my dad gave me a deaf attention, so I'm always seeking attention um, from people I love. But yeah, I, so I was prescribed opiates from a, a hockey accident. I broke my hand, and this is during the the epidemic of the opioid crisis. So if you wanted to get a prescription of opioids and you had an ailment, it's the easiest fucking thing to do. All I had to do was go to my doctor and say, hey, the winter is hurting my hand. I broke my hand a couple years ago and this shit's acting up. I have a labor job. I have a physical job. I can't perform my job duties and I need a prescription. They're like, okay, here you go. Because they're getting paid on that. And I'm an addict. So, you know, it's a win-win for everyone. And so, you know, I wasn't taking opiates to the point where I was like out of commission. I was taking them to just escape for a little bit, just to chill the fuck out. And, you know, it makes you feel good. If you've ever taken opioids, you know exactly what it feels like feels like angels are kissing you and breathing down your neck. Like you want that hug, you'll get that hug that I felt like I was missing, you know? And so that's what I, that's what I turned to. And, you know, these doctors were just dispensing opioids, like lap, like strippers dispense lap dances. It's fucking crazy. Um, I don't know. It's just a weird, weird time in my life. And I'm glad that I'm able to that. I'm glad that I'm fucking out of it now. I'm glad that I'm able to. In retrospect, look and and be able to identify what was wrong, what went wrong. So I don't keep making those mistakes. I'm glad that I can give advice to those in need. Um, I think it's made me a much more empathetic person because I know the struggles of having a kid going through a divorce, losing your job, being addicted to drugs and making it out. So I I consider myself a pretty damn good resource. Just why I wanted to make this podcast. Like if I'm fucking able to make co-parenting work for the piece of shit that I was, you know, literally anybody could. Anybody could. There's no doubt about it. You know, a lot of you are a lot more intelligent than me. All right? And a lot more disciplined than me. You can do it. All right? Keep that in mind. Um, I haven't dated anybody since my ex-wife. I'm sure. So I'm sure there's a balancing act to that um which is why i want to hear from you guys you know like how complicated does it get when you start dating someone else when someone comes into the picture like what does that look like do emotions start sparking up again you know because you have to respect the the new person that comes comes into your life like that wouldn't be fair if if i started dating someone that's friends with their their baby daddy 
and they go out to eat all the time and they're constantly texting each other. And so I get that aspect of it. Some, some stuff has to take a back seat for sure. Just to the respect out of the new baby mama, new baby daddy. Completely understand that, that but there's going to be a line of communication that needs to, needs to happen because if you're able to, it's so important to showcase you know, that you are able to get along with, with the baby mama, baby daddy for your kid's sake. Like what they see, they watch your mannerisms. They watch how you interact with each other. And if you're talking negatively toward your baby mama, baby daddy, like that your kid's gonna build up some kind of resentment. You know, you like, don't use your kid as a weapon. That's the last thing we should be doing. They didn't ask to be born. They didn't. This is between you adults. All right. So you have to do whatever you can do to mitigate that. All right. So when you're in each other's presence, just try to be as, as friendly as possible. You know, well, there's no, there's no other way to say that. That is just like the complete layman's terms. Just be as friendly and as cordial as possible for your kid's sake. Your ego has to take a back seat. You know, because your kid has so much more life to live. They're going to start going through experiences that you've already lived. All right. So it's not fair if you're going to start them 600 feet behind the starting line. You know, and all, like a lot of these other kids are starting at the finish or the, at the starting line. I don't know why I'm saying finish line. Jesus Christ. At the starting line, your kid's going to start 600 feet behind the starting line, right? That's just unfortunate. It's not their fault. Okay. So, so show good examples. You know, your kid's always watching you always, even if you think they're not, they are. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely want to hear from you guys. Um, hell, maybe some of you prudes don't even have children. I still want to hear from you. All right? The only way you'll get pregnant is if God hurls himself a, a seed at you while you're sleeping. You know, and I mean, shit, that's fine. I still want to hear from you. Still want to hear from you. We all have experiences. You know, if you're, if you're unable to, to communicate properly with your baby mama, baby daddy, you know, like, I can't express, and maybe you've tried therapy, and you've read books, and you've done all of these things. Like, where, where are you left? I want to hear from you. I don't know. I don't know. And this is, I'm trying to build a community from all walks of life. You know, because I only know my experience. You only know your experience. I mean, sure, you can read books. I mean, those do help. But what I find that helps the most is like real life experience. So I created a a Facebook group. It's called, let me see what it's called. It's called Co-Parenting Chronicles. If you want to join Send me an invite. I'll accept you in there. We have uh, some good conversations. I'm going to post in there daily. Um, just some questions I'll be asking in there I want because I want to hear from you. Uh, we'll do some polls. I'll send some uh, 
some clips of the podcast on here. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be doing some interviews as well. Like I'm gonna have some divorce therapists. I'm gonna have some real life single moms, real life single dads. You know, ask them questions. What's the hardest part about being a single mom? What's the hardest part about being a single dad? What are what's the happiest thing about being a single mom, being a single dad? We'll get some married couples on here with kids. Like, what do you do to keep a, a positive, healthy relationship? You know, because I'm not a good person to ask for that. I'm fucking divorced. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm not a good candidate to answer those questions. I'm divorced. Um, people with second marriages. Like, how is that? How's that if everyone, so now you're bringing in new kids, right? So if you have your own set of kids and then the new person has their own litter of kids, now you have this huge step mom, step dad, step brother, step daughter family. What does that look like? Is it complicated? Do y'all get along? How do you get along? Like, what does that look like? There are so many questions and different avenues we can take that. I'm just curious as hell. And I just want to build a community. You know, that's what it's all about. This is something that it's a lifestyle, people. This is this is my life. This is your life. If you're listening to this, probably. Yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else I want to share with you guys? About my divorce? Oh, well, I mean, the divorce itself, like that was probably the one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through. Uh, being in court with uh, my ex-wife on the other uh, podium and there's a judge and she's, the judge is like, I'm sorry, this is happening. I hope you guys can make it work. I just lost it. I started crying like a little baby back bitch. It's because I know I had a two-year-old at home that I wasn't going to see and she gets full custody. But it's a like, we're so, we're really cool. She has, we court ordered i'm supposed to see him tuesday thursday i see him every day you know because we get along so well me and my ex-wife um still see each other's family just because that was a strong foundation our dads are best friends there's probably no way out of it and i don't want there to be a way out of it like i'll go to her dad's house with my kid just to like say hello and, and kick it and chill you know he's hilarious and vice versa like she'll go to my dad's house you know our kid and um it's cool it's cool like she'll let me over to the house just to hang out with julian like whenever and um you know if he wants to come here he can come here meet at the park we go to birthday parties it's not a big deal you know and i'm as far as dating she she doesn't tell me if she's dating someone i know she has but that's none of my business right so as long as she's nice to me and I'm nice to her, like everything else is irrelevant. We have a child. We have a, and he's doing really well. So we, we see that. We see the product that we are making, you know? So why would we want to change anything? You know, and he loves us very both. He loves us both very much. If I can get the fuck, I told you, this is live having strokes. I'll figure it out. He loves us both very much. And he's doing very well in school. He's doing sports. Here's the thing about balancing and meeting each other halfway. I'm not religious. I'm not a religious person. My ex-wife is very religious. 
very religious, loves it. And, you know, it was important to her that our kid lives that lifestyle from the beginning, you know, like give him, get him into that. So he has good morals and has good practice, I guess. I'm not against this. Like, I think it does. I think it's a good community. I think like you can learn a lot from there. I don't believe it, but I mean, it's important. It was so important to my ex-wife. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Let's do that. So he goes to a, a private Catholic school and they have mass every Wednesday and they go to, um, to church every Sunday. Sometimes I'll go there, even though I don't, it's not for me. I'll still go there just to support my kid, you know? And that's about like, well, just dude, you have to let your ego go. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than me. All right. Your kid just wants to see you. You think he knows what the fuck's going on? Maybe, maybe a little bit. He just wants to see you. He doesn't care if you have $200,000. He doesn't care if you drive a fucking Rolls Royce. Dude, he just wants to see you. You know, he probably wants to see you like do some, some magic thumb tricks like that. They love that shit. It doesn't it look. And if you're just listening, I'm pulling off my thumb right now. Kids love that. Just wants to see you and hang out with you. So be there as much as you can. Um, have conversations with your kid. I recommend talking to your kid like an adult. Use use word like speak to him like you would speak to your friends. You know, not like swearing like, oh, you fucking dickhead. Don't say that. Don't say that because then you'll lose your kid. But just talk to them like an adult. You know, they'll pick up. Kids are smart. If you have kids, you know, they learn very quick. They are smart. They're not dumb. All right? Just have the conversations. Talk to your kids. Treat them like they're not babies if they aren't. And, um, you know, I'm happy to build this community. And uh, let's keep it strong. I want to hear your advice. I want to hear your questions. Again, if you want to be on the show or you have questions you want answered, the Curiosity Chamber at gmail.com. I'll be posting in that Facebook uh, group, Co-Parenting Chronicles. You know, so join that. I'll let you know. Um, I'll let you know who's going to be on the podcast so you can you can write questions that you would like asked that a therapist or a professional or a single mom, single dad can't answer. All right. So it's like questions from the listeners. That's cool. All right. If you have questions for me that you want answered about my co-parenting um, techniques, experiences, like how we make it work, anything along co-parenting or drugs, anything like that, or being divorced, go ahead, shoot me a, a question. Happy to answer. Happy to. I'm an open book. All right. So I appreciate you guys listening and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Is there anything else I want to tell you? Um, you have pasta on your shirt, sir, and you have mustard on your shirt, ma'am. Okay. Love you guys. Peace. You know